Welcome to Rising Moon Astrology. This is Mary Pat Lynch of Rising Moon Astrology welcoming you to my podcast. I release podcast episodes for each new and full moon, occasionally for other special astrological events, but generally the new and full moons, which are my focus. My website, risingmoonastrology.com, has information about the readings I offer as a consulting astrologer and some other information about my background and astrology in general. I'm also on Instagram as Rising Moon Astrology. And I have a newsletter if you'd like to receive this information in your email inbox. The music that you hear is composed and performed by flautist Suzanne Tang. The track is called September Angels, and her music is available through magnitudes.com. Tomorrow's new moon in Virgo brings us to the paradox of autumn. Summer is ending. Vacation time is over. We've got to get back to work. And yet, this new beginning is, for at least some of us, a welcome one. I am an autumn equinox baby, and have always looked forward to this time of year. And even for those of us who are dreading the end of summer sun and summer fun, there's still something reassuring about a change of season that gets cozy and cool, and refocuses our attentions, not just on what's going away, but what new things we will be engaging with and learning and exploring. Tomorrow's new moon in the third and final decan of Virgo 
reminds us of the impermanence of life. Virgo brings the end of summer, a time of harvest. We're heading toward the northern hemisphere's autumn equinox, which arrives September 23rd during this waxing lunar cycle. The new moon creates a grand trine in Earth, with Pluto retrograde at 2802 Capricorn and Uranus retrograde at 2257 Taurus. The Uranus trine is close, within a degree, but Pluto is definitely part of this picture. Having these two planets of quick change and deep transformation linked to the new moon reminds us we're in a time of great change. Not only the seasonal changes we experience every year. In fact, Pluto anchors this chart. Not only are they part of the grand earth trine, but still square the nodes of the moon. If we want even more uncertainty, Pluto sextiles in Neptune, retrograde in Pisces. The new moon opposes Neptune. The ordinary solidity of Virgo faces the shifting mists of Pisces. Our world is changing, politically, socially, and ecologically. We don't like to be reminded of this. It's unsettling. We can feel the changes without having any surety about the outcomes. Why, then, have I chosen the word fresh as the title for this new moon? It's because at the end of Virgo, we know that change, even the culling that happens at each harvest, carries within it the seeds of a new cycle. This is true for the world, as it is true for this year. It's exactly what happens one way or another at every new moon. And there are signs that point to this renewal. On September 15th, less than 24 hours after the new moon, Mercury stations direct. Mercury, also in Virgo, the sign they rule and in which they are exalted, rules this new moon. Mercury is powerful at the new moon, already in the degree in which they will station and not moving. Notice Mercury is in the first decan, the beginning of Virgo, where we experience new life emerging. What has come up for you during the weeks of this Mercury retrograde? Things have gone sideways in some curious and interesting ways. I traveled, and both my flights were delayed for reasons I had no control over and were kind of goofy. I've heard stories from friends and clients about the same kinds of things, mistakes and missteps and miscommunications that somehow had an odd, weird vibe. There's always something to learn when Mercury points us 
toward review, reflection, revision, and reimagining. Still, I think most of us won't miss this particular retrograde. Venus squares Jupiter very early on September 17th, still within the new moon phase. This is the third and final square between the two benefics that has been part of the Venus retrograde in Leo. The first square happened June 11th, when both Venus and Jupiter were direct. Venus had not yet entered her pre-retrograde shadow, but Jupiter entered his pre-retrograde shadow this same day. The second square happened August 22nd with Venus retrograde and Jupiter direct at 15 degrees 18 minutes Leo and Taurus. From here, Venus continued on her descent journey. Jupiter, however, remained right where he was. At this third and final square in the series, Venus is now direct and Jupiter is retrograde as they meet again at 1518 Leo and Taurus. Venus moves much more quickly than Jupiter, but their retrogrades don't always interlace in this particular way. I explored this Venus retrograde as Inanna's journey to the underworld, a mythic pattern that can be linked to any Venus retrograde, but is especially appropriate when Venus is in Leo. Inanna, queen and goddess, had to give up every external sign and symbol of her power to reach her shadow sister in the underworld. There she died to be rescued and resurrected. On her return journey, which is still happening, she was renewed. She learned who she was in herself, reconnecting with her inner grace and power. In that story, I saw Jupiter as Inanna's father Enki, the most senior of the gods, and the one who realized it was essential Inanna be brought back to life. He insisted the world needed her presence and put her rescue in motion. Jupiter's retrograde is taking place in Venus's nighttime home of Taurus. This pattern in which Venus's journey happens entirely within Jupiter's pre-retrograde shadow in Venus's own sign links these two mythic figures. What does it mean in your chart that Jupiter waited for Venus to return? How do these events factor into your experience of the Venus retrograde? Jupiter now embarks on his own journey, unfolding over the coming months. The deeper cycles of big change will remain in force. On September 15th, 24 hours after the new moon, the sun reaches an exact trine 
to Uranus. Deep Earth changes are facilitated at this trine, which brings the Grand Earth trine into sharper focus. Trines are supportive, flowing aspects. With Uranus and Pluto in the mix, what is currently flowing includes deep change, which can also be quick and unexpected. It's worth checking what you have in your chart around 21 and 22 degrees. The Earth signs, of course, will be affected. So will any other signs aspected by Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn. The Sun will reach an exact trine to Pluto on September 21st within this waxing cycle. Because the sun has such a long reach, the grand earth trine with Uranus remains in force. Only when the sun enters Libra will this big pattern shift into something new. Yet we still come back to our day-to-day life, our Virgo life. And there is a freshness to autumn. It's always been my favorite season. I spent a lot of my childhood with my nose in a book. The kid who looked forward to the beginning of a new school year after the hot, heavy days of summer. Tea, bookstores, and the scents of autumn woods. Cinnamon, nutmeg, and apples. New pencils, new challenges. We're heading toward this equinox with Venus and Mercury newly direct and Jupiter beginning his own dive into reflection and re-examination. Jupiter is at home in the ninth house of learning. What new things will you learn with this new moon? This is Mary Pat Lynch of Rising Moon Astrology, hoping that you have some plans already in play for this autumn season. Something new to try. New books, new courses, new writing, new whatever. As we enter into the autumn of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're gathering the harvest of the year so far and folding that into the winter and the new year to come. As always, thank you for listening.